Hello, welcome again to Here's What I Think. I'm Kelly Catherine, and today we're going to be talking about transforming lives using the keto diet. Keto is short for ketogenic. And if you have been following my blog at kellycatherine.com, you'll notice that my last couple of posts have dealt almost exclusively with what the ketogenic diet has meant for me. I have, over the last 15 months, really stuck to this way of eating, and it has resulted in me losing over 50 pounds. And apart from just losing the weight, my entire life has transformed. I've always struggled with weight, always. And, um, you know, I looked at a picture of myself last year that my daughter took, and I was horrified. I hated what I saw, and I knew that I had to take action. And I knew also what had worked for me in the past. Remember, I said this has been a lifelong struggle. And so I did what I knew I had to do. And it has been slow, but it has been steady. Today I have a guest on my podcast that I'm really happy to have join us. I'm going to give you a little context, but I allow him to introduce himself. I'd like you all to welcome my son, Nicholas. We call him Nick. And I'm going to ask Nick a couple of questions, and you'll soon understand why I've asked Nick to join me in this podcast. Welcome, Nick. I'm so happy that you're joining me on this podcast today. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am and how happy I am that you're here. Oh, well, thanks. I'm excited as well. You can shoot the questions, I guess. Okay, great. So let me shoot a little context question so that you, our listeners have a picture in their mind of who exactly we're dealing with. So, Nicholas, start by telling us how old you are and what you do for a living. Well, uh, I'm, I'm 15 years old, and what I do for a living is you know, what you would think I would do. I go to high school. I'm a student. Okay, listeners, let me tell you why I've asked Nicholas to join me in this podcast. When Nicholas was born, and I'm not going to tell too much of his business, right? Teenagers tend to be a little bit self-conscious. Yes. But let me just start by saying that when Nick was born, Nick was born at 10 pounds. And like his mom, he has had issues with his weight over the years. He has tried calorie-restrictive diets, as have all of us who have ever had to contend with being overweight. And they have worked, you know, they have worked, but they are painful. And so when I started the keto diet last year, I, I extended the invitation to my son. And I said, Nick, would you like to join us on, join me on this keto diet? So I'm going to ask him to tell his story with a little help in terms of the questions that will come from me. So over to Nick with this question. Nicholas, you eat keto. Explain to the listeners what that means. Okay, keto. What does it mean? Well, basically, you, when, if, you, if you want to define what keto is, the ketogenic diet, you basically don't eat carbs. You don't eat carb-heavy foods. Um, you basically eat high-fat, high 
protein foods and keep the carb level down. That's right. Yeah. So for those who are not sure what a carb is, um, tell me exactly. Tell us exactly what you eat for breakfast. Give us an idea of what you eat for breakfast, what you eat for lunch, what you eat for dinner. And if you can remember all of that, what you eat for snacks, if you do snack, what you drink. You're a 15-year-old boy in high school, and you say you follow the ketogenic diet. What exactly are you eating? Okay, so let's start with breakfast. (laughs) For breakfast, um, eggs. (laughs) Like, literally mostly eggs eggs every almost every day um and sausage for lunch um chicken or eggs if i'm at home or a sausage or i can skip breakfast and just have lunch i can have breakfast for lunch um snacks um nuts what kind of nuts well like the type of nuts it you have to be careful because some nuts have more carbs than others. But usually, you want to try and eat peanuts. I think that's that, I think that's the best one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I like cashews. Well, I rarely eat cashews though, but I like them. But they have more carbs than peanuts. Uh, for dinner, meat and vegetables. It's really like whatever meat is for dinner on that day and vegetables, cooked or raw. Um, no rice, no potato. Um, green vegetables and meat. Yeah. Thanks, Nicholas. Has it been hard for you to adjust to, because I know what we used to eat in here on a Sunday, um, every dinner would be accompanied by rice, um, breakfast would be bread, um, we would have pasta, we would have potatoes, crackers, we would snack on chips and so on. How has it been for you adjusting to this new way of eating? Wow. Um, well, at the start, it was it was actually pretty annoying because it, because it, it's how do I word this? There are not as many options you have for a quick and easy meal. Um, if you want to eat, you're gonna have to like, put in some effort. Otherwise, you're just going to be eating nuts for the whole time. And that gets boring really quickly. So, it was actually pretty annoying. Um, and of course, uh, I guess you could say there are cravings at the start as well. But over time, it kind of, you know, they're, they're gone. Yeah, I don't really crave any carby stuff that I used to eat. I'm just fine. And I've just adapted to that way of eating. Before I ask you some other things about the changes that you have seen, um, I want to give our listeners an idea of maybe two of your favorite dinners to eat so that we can, they can have an idea of, of what you eat, two of the favorite things that you like to eat. If you can remember, sure. How, how specific? Like, like the type your okay so my my one of my favorite things to eat <laughs> i love ground beef mm-hmm. and cheesy cauliflower okay. i love that and if what what makes you happy when you're here what's for dinner and you're on this ketogenic diet what do you really enjoy eating for dinner on this ketogenic diet okay uh i'll try and keep it simple you i i like chicken <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I like chicken. Uh-huh. Um, that's I mean that makes me happy. But uh, stew chicken, curry chicken. I like beef. I like pork. Any kind, really. What kind of sides make the dinner complete for you? Oh, sides. Um, fresh salad is nice. Mm. Uh, colorful rice is nice, but yeah, that's okay. I more prefer the green salad and you know, like calorie cabbage or something. Thank you, Nick. Now, we have been doing it, and I, ca- I call you my accountability partner. And it was really helpful, listeners, at the beginning to have an accountability partner um, to, to, to remain consistent. And I really couldn't wimp out in front of my then 14-year-old son when we started. So it helped me to remain compliant. And I've told you about the changes that I have seen. I'm going to ask Nicholas to tell us have there been any changes in how you look first and then in how you feel? And describe it for us, please, Nick. Uh, how I look? Yeah, I've, I've gotten, I've lost weight. I've lost a lot of weight over the year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've, I've gotten taller. I'm not, I'm not sure how much that is related to the ketogenic diet. It might be. I might not be as tall as I am now if I didn't start that. Um, how I feel, um, well, because I was young, I didn't really have any joint pain, but I can tell you this, it's a lot easier to, to move around now than when it was when I was fat. Um, yeah, yeah. Have people commented, um, like at school or people that you know, have they noticed any change in you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. What have they said? <laughs> that I've lost weight. <laughs> Nick, this, as you rightly observed, as you rightly observed, there is, there is some amount of preparation that needs to go into um, eating and remaining compliant on the ketogenic diet. Um, is this something that you think you could do for life? Is the ketogenic diet something that you could do for life? Well, at first, I, I would probably say no, because it, it was really hard at the start. But now, now a, a year in, uh, yeah, I think I could see myself doing this for life. I don't know how comfortable you are um, talking about the next thing that I would like to go into. I mean, you and I have had these discussions, but I really want to. We're doing this because there are also parents with kids who are overweight, and it is difficult to navigate this world overweight. I wonder if you are comfortable sharing some of the things that you have told me about how attitudes towards you have changed as you have lost weight. Because it's important for us to understand, you know, what happens in the life and the mind of an overweight child. Sorry, listeners. 
in the Caribbean, we, we, we wait for men to come and deliver gas cylinders to us to cook, and that's just what happened. I don't want to run out of gas over the Christmas weekend. So I think we had stopped and we had broken transmission where I was asking Nicholas if attitudes towards him have changed since he has lost weight. And I'll just ask him to tell us in our own, in his own words, if this has happened and, and describe it to us. Okay, well, first of all, I want to say that uh, I don't think you're, you're not really going to notice this until, uh, well, I didn't notice it until I started to lose weight. Um, what I noticed was that people were just a little less aggressive towards you when you're not super fat. Uh, uh, you can try and process that. Um, so when I, since I've lost the weight, I've gotten... Uh, people have acknowledged me more, um, b more tolerance to me, and yeah, nicer attitudes towards me when I was when I'm slimmer than as opposed to when I was fat. And people were just more aggressive overall. I I feel that's how I feel. Does that does that make you feel anyway? Um, the fact that people. You are more visible to people as a slimmer person, that they are less aggressive to you. Because my heart breaks, and I'm a mother, and I just want to tear people up and say, you don't know my, you don't, this is my child, this is my child. But, you know, um, and you're a boy, and I have grown up as a fat girl in Jamaica. And I don't think, when we talk about being overweight, I don't think I experienced what you have described as a fat male, as a fat girl in Jamaica. In fact, I've had no problem navigating Jamaica as a fat girl, honestly. Um, the issues that I've had have just been with myself and my own self-esteem and my own self-confidence. Um, maybe it is different for males who are overweight than it is for females who are overweight in a Jamaican or a Caribbean context. But how have you dealt with recognizing that people relate to you differently? Does it make you resentful? Does it, is it that you're just observing it? And how do you relate to them? Because you know you're the same person inside. So how have you dealt with it? Well, first I just, I wasn't, I'm not bitter. I was never bitter. Let me just say that. Um, there has always been stereotypes towards fat people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just cultural stuff that, you know, that makes people kind of prejudge fat people in a certain way, in a bad way. Um, I will say this, um, in Jamaica, it is easier to be a fat woman than a fat man. And, it, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> that culture might not apply to other places. It, it's just Jamaica's culture. Mm -hmm. um, in more Western areas like America, I think it might be different. Might be the other way around. It might be harder for a woman and easier for a man. But... As a place Jamaica, I think I think it's harder to be a fat man than a fat woman. You can kind of do your research as to why. I won't share that. Thanks, Nick. And so we're going to close by, let me just ask, because people often say to me, 
So how you do it? How you keep, how you, how you cut carbs? What do you eat? And so on. And we have a pretty good idea of what you actually eat now. But let me ask you, do you cheat? Do you feel the urge to cheat? And what are the things that you crave that you don't eat now? Um, no, I don't, I don't cheat. Uh, what do I crave to cheat? Yeah. Not nothing. Not so really. you don't miss cake? You don't <laughs> miss ice cream? You don't want a patty? No, I mean, this question maybe, maybe like 11 months ago, I could have said, yeah, I want that. But now I'm just like, no, not really. I don't need it. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you so much, Nick, for sharing and being willing to tell us your story. Um, I could go on a lot more about cravings and cheating and so on, but that's for another podcast, I think. Um, I just want to thank Nicholas for sharing with us and uh, check out my blog. I talk about what this diet has meant to me, what it does, how we navigate it in a Jamaican context. And um, I really want to thank you for listening. Remember, my blog is at kellycatherine.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicholas. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care, listeners. Bye-bye.